hunt after in their lives, live registered upon our brazen tombs, and then grace us in the disgrace of death. When, spite of cormorant devouring time, the endeavour of this present breath may buy that honour which shall bait his scythe's keen edge and make us heirs of all eternity. Therefore, brave conquerors, for so you are, the war against your own affections and the huge army of the world's desires, our late edict shall strongly stand in force. Navarre shall be the wonder of the world. Our court shall be a little academe, still and contemplative in living art. You three, Barone, Dumaine, and Longueville, have sworn for three years' term to live with me, my fellow scholars, and to keep those statutes that are recorded in this schedule here. Your oaths are passed, and now subscribe your name that his own hand may strike his honour down that violates the smallest branch herein. If you are armed to do as sworn to do, subscribe to your deep oaths, and keep it too. I am resolved. Tis but a three years fast. The mind shall banquet, though the body pine. Fat paunches have lean paints, and dainty bits make rich the ribs, but bankrupt quite the wits. My loving lord, Dumaine is mortified. The grosser manner of these world's delights he throws upon the gross world's baser slaves. To love, to wealth, to pomp, I pine and die, with all these living in philosophy. I can but say their protestation over. So much, dear liege, I have already sworn. That is, to live and study here three years. But there are other strict observances, as not to see a woman in that term, which I hope well is not enrolled there, and one day in a week to touch no food, and but one meal on every day beside, the which I hope is not enrolled there, and then to sleep but three hours in the night and not be seen to wink of all the day, which I hope well is not enrolled there. Oh, these are barren tasks, too hard to keep, not to see ladies study, fast, not sleep? Your oath is past to pass away from these. Let me say no, my liege. And if you please, I only swore to study with your grace and stay here in your court for three years' space. You swore to that, Barone, and to the rest. By yea and nay, sir, then I swore in jest. What is the end of study? Let me know. <laughs> Why? That to know which else we should not know. Things hidden barred, you mean, from common sense? Aye, that is study's godlike recompense. Come on, then. I will swear to study so. To know the thing I am forbid to know, as thus. To study where I well may dine, when I to feast expressly am forbid. Or study where to meet some mistress fine, where mistresses from common sense are hid. Or having sworn too hard a keeping oath, study to break it and not break my troth. If study's gain be thus, and this be so, study knows that which yet it doth not know. Swear me to this, and I will ne'er say no. These be the stops that hinder study quite, and train our intellects to vain delight. Why all delights are vain, but that most vain which with pain purchased doth inherit pain. 
as painfully to pore upon a book, to seek the light of truth, while truth the while doth falsely blind the eyesight of his look. Light seeking light, doth light of light beguile. So, ere you find where light in darkness lies, your light grows dark by losing of your eyes. Study is like the heaven's glorious sun that will not be deep searched with saucy looks. Small have continual plodders ever won, save base authority from others' books. Too much to know is to know naught but fame, and every godfather can give a name. How well he's read to reason against reading. Proceeded well to stop all good proceeding. He weeds the corn and still lets grow the weeding. The spring is near when green geese are a-breeding. How follows that? Fit in his place and time. In reason nothing. Something then in rhyme. Barone is like an envious sneeping frost that bites the firstborn infants of the spring. Well, say I am. Why should proud summer boast before the birds have any cause to sing? Well, sit you out. Go home, Barone. Adieu. No, my good lord, I have sworn to stay with you. Give me the paper, let me read the same. And to the strictest decrees I'll write my name. How well this yielding rescues thee from shame. Item. That no woman shall come within a mile of my court. Have this been proclaimed? Four days ago. Let's see the penalty. On pain of losing her tongue. Who devised this penalty? Mary, that did I. Sweet lord, and why? To fright them hence with that dread penalty. A dangerous law against gentility. Item. If any man be seen to talk with a woman within the term of three years, he shall endure such public shame as the rest of the court can possibly devise. This article, my liege, yourself must break. For well you know, here comes in embassy the French king's daughter with yourself to speak. A maid of grace and complete majesty, about surrender up of Aquitaine to her decrepit, sick and bedrid father. Therefore this article is made in vain, or vainly comes the admired princess hither. What say you, lords? Why, this was quite forgot. So study evermore is overshot. While it doth study to have what it would, it doth forget to do the thing it should. And when it hath the thing it hunteth most, tis one as towns with fire. So won, so lost. We must have forced dispense with this decree. She must lie here on mere necessity. Necessity will make us all forsworn three thousand times within this three years' space. For every man with his effects is born, not by might mastered, but by special grace. If I break faith, this word shall speak for me. I am forsworn on mere necessity. So to the laws at large I write my name. And he that breaks them in the least degree stands in attainder of eternal shame. But I believe, although I seem so loath, I am the last that will last keep his oath. <sighs> but is there no quick recreation granted? Aye, that there is. Our court, you know, is haunted with a refined traveller of Spain, a man in all the world's new fashion planted, that hath a mint of phrases in his brain, one who the music of his own vain tongue doth ravish like enchanting harmony, a man of 
compliments, whom right and wrong have chose as umpire of their mutiny. This child of fancy, that armado height for interim to our studies, shall relate in high-born words the worth of many a knight from tawny Spain, lost in the world's debate. How you delight, my lords, I know not I, but I protest I love to hear him lie. Armado is a most illustrious wight, a man of fire new words, fashions own knight. Costard the swain, and he shall be our sport. And so to study three years is but short. Which is the duke's own person? <laughs> this fellow? What wouldst? I myself reprehend his own person, for I am his grace's forborough. But I would see his own person in flesh and blood. This is he. Signor, uh, um, um, uh, commends you. There's villainy abroad. This letter will tell you more. Uh, sir, the contempts thereof are as touching me. Ooh, a letter from the magnificent Armado. How low soever the matter, I hope in God for high words. A high hope for a low heaven. God grant us patience. To hear or forbear laughing? <laughs> to hear meekly, sir, and to laugh moderately, or to forbear both. Well, sir. Be it as the style shall give us cause to climb in the merriness. The matter is to me, sir, as concerning Jacunetta. The manner of it is, I was taken with the manner. In what manner? In manner and form following, sir, all those three. I was seen with her in the manor house, sitting with her upon the form, and taken following her into the park, which put together is in manner and form following. Now, sir, for the manner, it is the manner of a man to speak to a woman for the form in some form. For the following, sir. As it shall follow in my correction. Will you hear this letter with attention? As we would hear an oracle. Such is the simplicity of man to hearken after the flesh. Great deputy, the Welkin's vice-regent and sole dominator of Navarre, my soul's earth's god and body's fostering patron. Not a word of costard yet. So it is. It may be so, but if he say it is so, he is in telling true, but so. Peace! Be to me and every man that dares not fight. No words. Of other men's secrets. I beseech you. So it is, besieged with sable-coloured melancholy, I did commend the black oppressing humour to the most wholesome physic of thy health-giving air, and, as I am a gentleman, betook myself to walk, the time when, about the sixth hour, when beasts most graze, birds best peck, and men sit down to that nourishment which is called supper. So much for the time when, now for the ground which, which I mean I walked upon. It is eclect thy park. Then for the place where, where I mean I did encounter that obscene and most preposterous event which here thou viewest, beholdest, surveyest, or seest. But to the place where, it standeth north-north-east, and by east from the west corner of thy curious northern garden, there did I see that low-spirited swain, 
that base minnow of thy mirth. Me? That unlettered small knowing soul. Me? That shallow vassal. Still me? Which, as I remember, height costard. Oh! Me? Sorted and consorted, contrary to thy established proclaimed edict, and continent canon wherewith. Oh, with. But with this I passion to say, wherewith? With a wench. With a child of our grandmother Eve, a female, or, for thy more sweet understanding, a woman. Him, I, as my ever-esteemed duty pricks me on, have sent to thee to receive the meed of punishment by thy sweet grace's officer, Anthony Dull. Me ain't shall please you. I am Anthony Dull. <laughs> For Jacquinetta, which I apprehended with the foresaid swain, I keep her as a vessel of thy law's fury, and shall, at the least of thy sweet notice, bring her to trial. Thine, in all compliments of devoted and heart-burning heat of duty, Don Adriano de Armado. <laughs> This is not so well as I looked for, but the best that ever I heard. Aye, the best for the worst. But, Sirrah, what say you to this? Sir, I confess the wench. Did you hear the proclamation? I do confess much of the hearing it, but little of the marking of it. It was proclaimed a year's imprisonment to be taken with a wench. I was taken with none, sir. I was taken with a damsel. Well, it was proclaimed, damsel. This was no damsel neither, sir. She was a virgin. It is so varied, too, for it was proclaimed virgin. If it were, I deny her virginity. I was taken with a maid. <laughs> this maid will not serve your turn, sir. No, this maid will serve my turn, sir. <laughs> sir, I will pronounce your sentence. You shall fast a week with bran and water. I had rather pray a month with mutton and porridge. And Don Armado shall be your keeper. My Lord Barone, see him delivered our, uh, and go we, Lord, to put in practice that which each to other hath so strongly sworn. I'll lay my head to any good man's hat. These oaths and laws will prove an idle scorn. Sir, come on. I suffer for the truth, sir. For true it is, I was taken with Jacquinetta. And Jacquinetta is a true girl, and therefore... Welcome the sour cup of prosperity. Affliction may one day smile again, and till then, sit thee down, sorrow. 